Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to The Scoop. This is Winfred Burns and we are ready to go. We've got a great show tonight. We want to talk about uh, does your relationship have vision? I hope you're ready for a good show tonight. We're going to have some fun. we got new music and, of course, we got hot topics. So I hope you guys are ready to go because I am. But before we jump in, let me say what's going on to uh, my wonderful, wonderful co-host, who, as they say, makes things happen. So what's going on, uh, Ms. Shaquille Willis? How are you doing today? I am wonderful, doing wonderful this evening. Been busy. Good. <laughs> but good. Busy is good. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah. Is good, at least especially if it's a productive busy and you got some stuff going on that's gonna uh uh you know, that's going on that is that you are operating in purpose. Let me just say it like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So that's what's so we're up. gonna keep saying. Yep, I'll speak it. That's what we're gonna say. That's what it is. Yep, we're gonna go we're gonna walk it in purpose. That's it. I like it. We're gonna go, it's called a purpose. I was trying to be real professional with that, but I just want to throw that out there. Oh, okay. Like I said, I'm tired. (laughs) 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 I missed that whole whole moment. Like, it went right over my little old head. I was like, oh, (laughs) So, yes, 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 yes. I'm back now. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) All right, well, Keisha, how you doing tonight? I'm yet living. Really? That's all I got. You hold it. Look, what is, what, so, what is that? You, you you holding on? I'm yet holding on. Yes, that's it right there. Yeah, I am so tired. Keep on, keep on. I know. This is a weird. This is seriously. I thought. I said this is. I, I thought, and I was thinking the other day that this is like a real like. It's tiring. Like I forget. Do y'all realize that we have been going hard? All year, like, mm-hmm. y'all realize that? Mm-hmm. Like all year, and for the most part, we have all been here. I can think of maybe one or two shows. One show that Q wasn't here. Maybe Keisha. I don't think you missed. Did you miss one for your birthday? Like we. Oh, miss I no missed show. two then. I mean, if I missed one for my birthday, now, now, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, fine. Two out of a whole year. That's pretty darn good. <laughs> So I am I'm imp- I'm like this is I mean cuz though they really missed I mean like this has been like we've been went hard this year y'all. Mm-hmm. So it's impressive. Tired, boss. Tired. Yeah, it's impressive. Tired, <laughs> boss. Right. <laughs> so I thought you want a break is what you're saying, huh? <laughs> a nice, wonderful break. Yes, you yes. said it, not me. Mm-hmm. But I shall take it. Right. I ain't gonna say no, sir. I keep working, sir. <laughs> no, that ain't gonna hurt me. Who saying it? Yes, I need a break. Yeah, yes. man, that's I, what it won't be coming from me. Right, I'm gonna keep working. Right, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> no, nah, you ain't staying. You ain't staying late, huh? No, no, I'm going. Not today. I might be snoring by the end of this. You understand? So if I I take it, man, hilarious. But no, but I'm really just so y'all know. I, I really, really am proud of you guys. Y'all have done, like I said, an amazing 
job this year, and um, yeah, yeah, y'all killed it. Y'all killed it this year, so I'm I'm super impressed. But um, all right, let's go ahead and get this show on the road. Y'all know how we do it before we get started. Squad up, squad up. Encouraging news. news. Positive, wonderful news. news. Yeah, so B Square Publishing Company has announced um, that they'll be donating, uh, I believe it's like a dollar per sale, of a novel written by uh, Wilson Baker Jr. um, to 
his HBCU, Morgan State University. Um, he's hoping that this type of uh, funding will start to help to build more capital for HBCU institutions since we've had a whole lot of talk about them closing and pulling funding. Um, And so he's basically suggesting that this would be a good way to start to generate capital from people who have gone to and graduated from HBCUs. Um, So I think that's a pretty cool idea. I also saw something that Common was doing um, to start to raise funds for the same cause. And I think that if you are somebody who went to a historically black college or university, um, this is a good way to give back, especially if you are a writer. Did I get a chance to see that or hear anything else about? Yeah, yeah, I think that's cool. That is cool. We've had, you know, we've had several, um, several of the stars, our bigger name people lately have been doing that giving back to HBCUs. I think that's that is definitely um, a big salute to them because, you know, like you said, we got to kind of take care of our own. So, and as we know, um, college, no college is as you know, or excuse me, a college is only as good as its endowment fund, period. So HBCUs traditionally don't have the greatest endowment funds. Um, and so, yeah, so this is this is awesome. This is definitely yeah, awesome. I think it's a Big wonderful. Up. I hope it's a start to just a giving Big back up. kind of avalanche, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. We rarely hear I don't I have quite a few of my friends who are um alum from HBCUs and it's rare that I hear a conversation about a donation that they gave. You know what I mean? Or some type of give back. Like it's rare. So I agree. I hope that this starts to generate um that give back that we miss because it's almost it's a given. You know what I mean? In in other communities. Mm-hmm. Like they know that once we graduate from this institution i'm coming back that way my babies will have an opportunity you know that's that legacy Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. building that we don't always think about because often we're the only ones going and any plans of going you know what i mean so if we happen to get there we're there on a wing and a prayer so once we happen to get out we happen to get out it's a matter okay i already owe sally may and whoever else got a piece so now i'm supposed to send y'all some money back like i'm in the i'm broke because of y'all like that there's a whole other um cycle that goes within how we think about wealth and brokenness <laughs> and how we got there, so to speak, um, that comes along with that. So I think that is a very good thing. And it doesn't take a lot. It really doesn't take a lot, mm-hmm. especially if you plan for it. So I think this is awesome. I think this is super awesome. Now, yeah. another piece of wonderful, awesome news, because you know I love when black business, where it go? Black businesses do their thing. That's what happens when you're tired of talking. Lord, help me. Um, So (laughs) um, this young lady by the name of Ayla Bystrom-Williams beat out 13,000 competitors to win the Miller Lite Tap the Future competition in Chicago. Big ups to Miller Lite. My cousin is one of your CEOs, I believe. Yeah, she's one of those highly paid lawyers that works for the Miller Lite company. Okay. Um, 
And so her, this young lady's company, Honeymoon Rory, which I'm not going to lie to you, I had no idea existed, um, but it is a black-owned craft beer company. Um, and she won the competition and the $200,000 award um, that came from participating. Nice. Awesome. I, uh, awesome. Right. Like, first of all, ain't nothing to play with. Hello, I'm talking about she about to blow That's up. School. I expect to see That's her there yeah. somewhere here in Michigan soon. That's all right. Not somewhere everywhere. She needs to be a little bit everywhere. Yeah, that ain't a little. We all should have been aware of this competition. Why didn't nobody tell us about this competition? Okay. Hey man, we gonna know now. So we know now. We gonna be in that thing on 2017. Trust and believe. Yes, but that two hundred thousand dollars. I mean, when you think about winning a competition like that, that again speaks to what I've said before, she don't owe nobody. That's not a loan. Right. She don't have to pay right. it back. Uh-huh. That is her startup money right. on bill, and that is a beautiful thing. Um, her product line is actually Kambuka wine, Kambuka beer, um, New Mexican sour ale with local mm-hmm. fruit profiles. Um, she has a New Mexican herb bitter. Uh, with mm-hmm. chaparral and sage and a roasted dandelion root American stout. So it sounds like she went very nasty, oh, huh? Yeah, she got Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, we all got quite everybody's talking. It's like, wait, wait. <laughs> I like that she's natural, but that she it's, it's, um it's sexy. Like the ingredients yes. that she's using, the way that it's put together, like it sounds very Food Network, and it sounds very um, crossover, you know. And I think that's something we and some people might tell me for this, but I'm thinking about the Green Dollar nah, when it comes ahead. down I to it. I, <laughs> when, I already know where you're you know, going. When, I already know where you're going. Go ahead. Yo, thank you. Yo. <laughs> when you set yourself yo. up to take over, you have to, in a way, set yourself up to cross over. So she's speaking to all kinds of demographics of, of wine and beer drinkers who know who know more than Modelo, Coors, Bud Light, and, you know, our, the, the, our liquor store beers, like who, who go to wine tastings and and do those oh, things. So I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, and, and nothing, you know, nothing against the, I'm a Modelo and Corona drinker myself, but I am very intrigued by Homegirl and her lineup right here. Like, I am, I like this. This is, I'm here for this. And uh, yeah. Showing no OE, no OE. Yeah, and you know, we, we can get caught in that. <laughs> you know, that's not. Man. It is not my liquor. It please. is not. Let's, let's break those, those moments. I just want to know. <laughs> yes, they do. Lord, hell. They do. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, the tans and maroon cans. Lord. Yeah. They're still alive and kicking. Thanksgiving confirmed it. Thanksgiving confirmed it. That Billy D. Williams commercial got him for life, didn't it? Man, I'm I'm rocking with I'm rolling with I'm rolling with Billy D. I don't care what they say. He oh, right. got that coat forty five. Yes, yes. Right. Right. Too silly. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. But yeah. She um she says the official launch is next year, 
And if that, if anybody's like interested in more information, or if you want to start getting on the the pre order list, um, her website is www.honeymoonbrewery.com. So yeah, I think I'll be um, placing the order for a couple cases just so I can taste all of the flavors that she has. Because I'm just mm-hmm. you know I just want to kind of see what you know a sour ale with fruit profile tastes like. I, okay, that was okay. Calling my name right there. <laughs> yes, it was. I like fruity. Fruity one. Yes, fruity is good. Mm-hmm. Now, now that we are on the, we can get off the good foot now. And this next story is uh, kind of getting old and, and it's so tiring. But you know what? Um, watching this story as it continues and unfolds, I take my hat off um, to the, to the tribe that is, um, standing up for their land and their water because we can't seem to do it for, for more than two days at a time. Um, the <laughs> Standing Rock protesters are still standing their ground, um, and they said that they will continue to protest despite the Army Corps um, coming in. Uh, they said that they're calling for them to leave December 5th, and they're like, I'm not going nowhere. This is my land. This is yep. my kids' water. You all are not about to run a pipeline up under here that if it bursts, it screws us all. This is not going to keep happening, and I'm so proud of them um, and, and all of the work that they're doing because it is huh, not too many will stand and fight this long. Um and and be extremely diligent about the point, plan, and purpose um, of their cause because we know it, it should be being done for many, many reasons around mm-hmm. this wonderful United States of the Americas. But um, I, I hope that they are able to successfully protect their land and their water. Um, it's been going on for quite a while, actually. I, I don't even know how long they've been out here. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do know that they're not going nowhere. <laughs> they are just not going anywhere. And again, I've seen some of the tragedy around it. You know, uh, pepper spray, mace, people with their arms broke. Uh, it, it is it is a a true fight. <laughs> um, right. People have been arrested. Yeah, and and so as a, a light worker, we've been sending. Lots of positive energy. They need a lot of other things, like uh, not so much water, but bottled water, so that they can continue to stand where they are. Um, and others, just health needs, like uh, first aid kits. Um, there are a few uh, groups on Facebook that have lists um, that you know of, of the items that they're that they are actually requesting um, while they're there. Um, I know that there is also a uh, GoFundMe, but again, I'm not uh, one of those people. I can't do the GoFundMe's no more. If I don't put my money in the hands <laughs> of the people, I uh, I can't. I you right. know, I just you know, I have to send my prayers uh, until I can like come or go that way. But um, I know it's been going on for at least a month now. It's not too, and it is it's crazy. Like. What have y'all heard about this? What do y'all know about this? And what do y'all feel about this? So I think I think on a, on a, this is this is 
kind of crazy on several levels. Number one, I am in disbelief that in 2016, it still looks like 1619. Right. <laughs> um, seriously, um, you have it, it, this is this is their land. Like, leave them alone. Why are we continuing to have? Why are we continuing to? Um, well, not we, because we ain't doing this. But to have an internal secret, let's call it what it is, genocide of a group of people who, for all intents and purposes, have done absolutely nothing but try to live in peace. You've tried to buy it. They won't sell it. And so now I've seen reports where they are flying over and dropping pesticides on on, mm-hmm. on these people. Like, you're dropping pesticides on these people? So what 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 length do we, will we go to? And then on top of that, I've got to ask the question, you know, like, when is it enough, America? When is it enough? To just you know, and I'm not saying the country because I I don't know, I believe that this is a corporate interest that's a part of this. But as a country, when do we step in and say that's enough? And so, um, yep. it, it's it's deplor it's deplorable, period, point blank. It is absolutely deplorable what we are doing. No, excuse me, what is being done. Let me not say we because I am not included in that foolishness. Um, and yeah, I'm 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 disgusted. I'm absolutely positively disgusted that that we have not yet stopped putting profits over people. Yep. Profits profits are not more important than people. I don't know how at what point are we not gonna figure this out. I don't know, but I know it's it's sad. As a mother this this hits me in all kinds of different places because I feel the warrior cry of so many. And I've seen the the videos that I've seen in the in the vast majority have been taken by women. And what you see is not um, even frustration. It is that that I am here. I am standing. We are not going. We see it. Like, they're even acknowledging that it's happening. Like, yeah, we see you. We see the planes. We see you fighting. We see you lining up. We see, but we are not going anywhere. So on so many levels, this particular situation, it maddens me. It, um, it, um, it, it gets me in places that, because I believe that black people and Native Americans are, are very connected. I don't, you know, in all kinds of different ways. We're very spiritual people. You know, so in a lot of ways, I really feel that this that this is bigger than what we think it is. You know what I mean? Like, I really, I, I, this is much bigger than what we think it is, and we have not even began to see the repercussions of what this this fight, this physical fight that's happening on this particular land. You can play with spirits. You can play with history. You can play with ancestry if you want to, but... I don't. So um, though, in, in, in that regard, like I'm not, um, I'm I'm not very. I, this is this is just, yeah. It's I agree. This needs to stop because again, profits are not more important than people. But this is just so 
much bigger than this. The fact that the fact I think it's more of those. It's, it's like a we offered you money. How dare you not take the money? It's almost like a frustration. Now we have to get you just because you didn't do what we said. And it's a and it's like how dare you? Like you have more principles than just money. How what? So now we have to bully you because money wasn't enough. Because you stood on something more than money, and that just that's saddening to me to look at our and that is the state of where we where we are and where we're allowing it that there are actually people defending those people that are spraying the chemicals that are saying that they need to go that they need to just let this happen and they need to just leave and this is their land you can't go to anyone's home and tell them you gotta go just because I say you gotta go and they just be okay but because these people are considered still in some capacity not valid enough to say this is my land is just sickening that's sickening to me that we are still and like you said in 2016 we are still in the place where we're where it, it's it's ancient this is crazy it's that this yeah it's crazy, crazy let crazy. me throw this out there I, I think the one thing that we've got to also realize is if you honestly think and i say this look y'all made me put on my my preacher hat now if you honestly don't think that at some point that the the God of judgment hmm. and justice is not going to stand up and have some sort of recompense levied against you for what you're doing, you are absolutely out of your mind. And so if nothing else, you should at some point, and I understand that greed, I understand that money causes us, causes people to lose sight of that sometimes, but if nothing else understands that you cannot continue to hurt people and don't think that he's not, that God's not going to stand up. Yeah. Selah. Much bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, pass the plate, the collection yeah. plate. Yeah. It's real. It's real. Oh, so cute. You had something. That, yeah, um, and I did. We um, have been talking in the scoop. I've been, um, there was a particular post that kind of caught my attention um, where we were discussing alpha males and beta males. And in this discussion, it got pretty heated. I, I, this is kind of this, yeah. This one got kind of heated because the the imagery that we were given basically gave us a pros and cons list. It was set up to show characteristics of one or the other, but it essentially looked like a pros and cons list <laughs> when you really look at it. Um, the alpha male was made to be the big man on campus. Essentially, he had all of the wonders of the knight in shining armor. He was the confident you know, comes into the room and commands it, women fall at their feet, and he's the sensitive guy who doesn't know that the women are falling at their feet. Yeah, at his feet, you know, it was just, look, I'm a romantic, but damn. You know, it was one of those. And then the beta guy was this marshmallowy, self-absorbed, can't stand on his own, can't make a decision. He's looking for an opportunity. You know, he he was the complete opposite. He was the con, you know, and... The the question, the way that the, the particular image was posed was, you know, which do you prefer? Ladies, which do you prefer? And just looking at the list, you would essentially seem crazy to say, oh, I'm on Team Beta. <laughs> because you're going to go, wait, what? 
So the conversation, you know, that's, again, a sidebar conversation for the whole meme thing, how we can get so sidetracked by the main thing, by the meme, and the way that it's written. But it sparked a conversation, and I believe Andre, love Andre, shout out to Andre Daddy, uh, the people's teacher, um, he came in with his alternate perspective of what is really so, you know, that he basically dispelled the beta side of that particular um, of the of the meme, and we had a, a deeper conversation. So, fast forward to my particular article tonight, where I came across something where um, the title of the article is "How Hypermasculinity Hurts Black Men's Sex Lives," and the tagline immediately, the title immediately got, caught my attention when we talked about this particular conversation, because I thought, what man in the world would have co-signed to being a beta on that on that particular post? And in life, if we are setting up this idea of what men are um, and how they should react and respond and, 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 and move throughout life, where are we allowing them to actually be their natural selves, including in the bedroom? So this particular article talked about how she scrolled across an article on, I mean, a, a post on Twitter that it caught a lot of attention and was starting to trend. And the particular post said, real men don't moan during sex. (laughs) Let that sink in. Real men, again, real men, don't moan during sex. One of the most vulnerable acts that that we possibly could encounter, we are still in this particular situation saying that men should not even be vulnerable in that particular space and enjoy the the act and have pleasure and make the sound that comes along with being pleasured, moaning. That and now has become effeminate. He is not a real man if he moans. So that sparks this particular conversation because this, we know we've all seen them. We've started to even be irrit- become irritated by them. They're no longer even seen as petty and funny, and we're going to discuss them. Now it's just like, well, damn, really? We like the real men, real women posts have become daunting to conversation that's forward thinking. So, <clears throat> and this you have to think, and in articles like this and in life situations like what we discussed in the scoop, we have to think, are we and have we been setting ourselves up for the one things that we say that we don't want? We can't say that we want a man, we don't want a man who doesn't connect, who never really talks to us, who doesn't, you know, touch us and kiss us and look us deep into our eyes and all of this wonderful stuff. And then we say on the, on the flip of that, this man has to remain quiet during sex. <laughs> he has to, you know, like we... we and I'm not saying we as women, I'm just saying as people, because there are men that co-sign to this as well. So just, you know, I, I think we have to look at what we're really doing when we are so quick to waver in our conversations from post to post and combo to combo, circle to circle, what are we really putting out there? Um, and is it furthering our, our, our plight to be happy, or is it keeping us in this cycle? Um, I've said a lot, so I'm going to pause now. What do you think, Wynn? What do you, I know because you participated in both of these conversations. You might have been the pot stirrer that started this conversation, if I remember right. <laughs> um, the alpha beta me? conversation. But me? when it comes to, yeah, I, I, never, you know, a pot, I never stir the pot. I you you done been getting your ammo and your guy Fieri on here lately. You've been dishing it up. Yeah. Yeah, I said on the post, I said again, I think that any man who walks around and is like, oh, I'm an alpha man, oh, I'm out, you're not an alpha male. You're a boy. Because 
first of all, most most alpha males aren't worried walking around worrying about whether or not they're an alpha male. They just do it. And, and so, then people see them as alpha. Mm-hmm. And people and people say, "Oh, you're an alpha male." Uh, I also think that for that the other problem that we have is, and I said on the post too, that even though I might not necessarily can, I think what, what I say on the post, I said something about how I think that we mess up by trying to say that betas are bad, but I think also the problem is not so much that we say betas are bad, but we forget that they're, they're necessary. There cannot be a room full of alpha males. There cannot be a successful group and it be a whole bunch of alpha males or alpha females. Listen, what it really boils down to is be who you are. Don't try to be somebody else and just like, like do, don't worry about where you fall into it. We all have weaknesses. We all have strengths. Be that and be okay Mm -hmm. with it. But at the same time, like, don't try to not, you know, we have too many people trying to be alpha males, and it makes them look stupid. Now, in terms of moaning, the whole moaning thing. <laughs> you say what? I'm not, touching, I'm not touching that one. I think Whatever. I mean, it's one of the, I mean, no, seriously, I think that's one of those things that it's like, dudes don't walk around, like, talking about that. So I find that weird, like, oh, hey, do you moan? Do you moan? Oh, no, I don't moan. Like, it's just we're weird. That's just really weird, and maybe that's because I don't know. I guess supposedly I'm an alpha male. I don't know, but I just don't see dudes sitting around like we talk about stuff like that, like sex, but we don't see everybody going. So, bro, do you moan during yeah. sex? That would be kind right. of kind no, of I weird. get that. Yeah, I get weird. that. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that again that that it does. I'll say to the article, hypermasculinity I think does hurt black men. I don't think that it necessarily hurts our sex lives. I think it hurts black men in general because if you're an alpha male, you're also taught or you're also made to believe that emotions are bad. And any man who is constantly holding in emotions is at some point going to burst, meaning it's going to come out in a bad way. So you have to find healthy ways to deal with your emotions. So whether it's anger whether it's, you know, sadness, whether it's depression, whether it's, you know, whatever the emotion is, no matter whether you're alpha male, beta male, gamma male, you know, whatever it is, you have to feel comfortable enough to say, I hurt. This doesn't feel good. And I think when you don't do that, that's when it hurts us. Um, And plus, fellas, if you really didn't know, crying actually kind of helps your sex life. But anyway, I digress. Takesha, what are are your thoughts? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Drop a tear. If you didn't see, you saw the five heartbeats. Y'all saw the five heartbeats. He said, drop, drop a tear. tear. Works every a single thug tear. Works every you are so funny. Works. Uh, I can't believe he just said that and was like, I yeah, agree. It works every <laughs> time. It's the truth. He you dropped his mic. Oh he's so emotional. Oh, my God. Quitting. So I'm just saying it works, fellas. Now that it depends works. on time that right. Don't let your boy, don't let him tell you yeah. no dreams, y'all. Time that right. Time that right. Time that right. Time right. Don't just be crying for any old thing. I'm telling you. It works, Alice. It works. Trust me. I mean, that's what I heard. I'm not saying that I've ever done it. There's some truth. I'm just saying. I'm I'm going to wait till I get married and I'll tell y'all. If it really Uh works. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Man. All right, Keisha. 
I mean, you know, the, the whole like, alpha beta thing, I was kind of like, uh, it's, it's awkward to me because when I read everything, I kept saying, um, everybody wants to be the alpha, but everybody can't be the alpha. Mm-hmm. And yep. somebody else said it, I think, in the comments, was like, you know, an alpha male and an alpha female, baby, let me tell you something about that. It gets real rough in the world mm-hmm. when two alphas in the same house. Real yep. rough. Yes. Lord, I have many oh, yeah. more words, and I'm trying to stay on topic. <laughs> uh, it gets real rough <laughs> because you can't just do or say anything to an alpha in their own right. Now, some of y'all... I think it's area-specific alpha, right? Like you are alpha in this particular area of your life, but you is a gamma, forget beta, in other areas of your life because, and and that's what that didn't seem to have was the balance of a person. Like if you are all alpha all the time, you are high strong. Uh-huh. And you are really in need of some stress relief dangerous. regularly. It's dangerous. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's dangerous. It's, I mean, you can't. Oof. It's very dangerous to be on all the time. I'm sorry. It's dangerous. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. So you have yes, yes, you is. have to be able. Maturity has to be on point. And and I believe that in in relationship as far as sexually and just in your day-to-day, like your interactions with people, because that's not something that um, I don't even think that you turn off your alpha or your, you know, you don't, you know how people say, well, I turn that off when I, I, I've said that, you know, I turn that off because I I consider myself a very alpha female. Like I go for what I want. I say what I mean. I'm very direct in how I feel. You know, I'm, I, I, I consider myself very alpha in that way. But when I'm at home, I then can, realize that I'm no longer alpha in this space and therefore I can take a back seat to that and, and somewhat table that um that need to lead at home. So there's no but that does not ever turn off the alpha in me. It does not go away so to speak. So you have to under there's a maturity in that you have to realize that this is not your time. And I think that is what makes that dangerous alpha more dangerous when they don't realize there's the time to turn that off. And and we get confused when we are so quick to say, you know, I, that's just how I am. You know, you have to be very, very careful with that because there's a lot of um, draw, there's a lot of detriment to walking around always running it. <laughs> that, that doesn't leave any room to learn anything. There's no room for growth when you always have the answers. When See, I, think, you were I, think, I think you, I think that, so for your example, the example you just gave, it's actually, it's not that you, I don't, I wonder, is it that you turn off the alpha female or remember I I, I made the statement that, as an alpha female, the only way you feel comfortable to not be in in that role is when you have when the presence of an alpha male is there. So, True. in the presence yep. of an alpha male, you feel comfortable enough to say, "Okay, I'm gonna let them have it, and I have it." Now, it doesn't mean that you don't that you're still not an alpha female. What it actually means is that your attention and uh, now turns to in this example to like your children or to mm-hmm. 
you know, other areas, and you're not necessarily having to worry about everything. So now, okay, he has this. Let me just take care of my part here and make sure my part is done. So it's not, and I think when it comes to alpha males, it's the same thing, that the, that there is a need for a female or a strong female presence because only the strong female presence can put us in the position where we say, okay, whether it's in the bedroom, whether it's in, you know, um, you know, in whatever space that we that we create, that now I feel comfortable enough to be to not have to you know be macho or be dominant in this role. Now, at any mm-hmm. moment, I can snap back to it if I need to, but mm-hmm. okay, I'm comfortable now because she's strong enough to cover me for this few moments. And I think now here here's the other part, and I also said this was that the immature alpha male is not comfortable enough to say that or to do that because he's the one that has to run around, you know, talking about, oh, I'm the boss and I'm this and I'm that. No, sometimes you need to sit down and let her (laughs) handle it. Sometimes, seriously, there's a time to do that. You know what I mean? There's a time to do that. Don't get me wrong. But there's also a time to say, you know what, because she's stronger at this, I'm going to let her handle this or she's trying to give me some feedback that's going to help me. So I'm no less of a man because I let her help me. It's just that I have a woman that's strong enough to know how to speak to me and that to speak to me in a way that still values my alpha but still lets me, you know, but still covers me and do what I need to do, so to speak. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of, again, it don't cut off. It, It doesn't cut off. It doesn't cut off like that, but I, I would highly doubt it. I highly doubt yeah. it. It's your nature. It's your nature. No matter how much you wish it could, right. it's your nature. Seriously, it's your nature. And you're right. Two alpha males, forget two alpha males, two grown men in the same space is tough. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Period. Because everybody so, in that uh, moment wants to be the alpha, period. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, everybody. Oh. Because, it's two, because it's two bulls. We used to say growing up in my house, it's two bulls. And my father has a saying, listen, this is my bull. This is my, uh, he said, this is my bullpen. And as long as I'm the bull, uh-huh. you're going to have to do what I say. And when, it's, and when you don't want to do it, that means you need to go get your own pen. Women were in the same way, though. And, ours, and y'all and say the bullpen, and we way. say the yep. kitchen. We say the same thing about yep. the kitchen. It's only one, this is my kitchen, only one woman in this kitchen. No, one person. I don't care. To the house. Man, listen. The kitchen <laughs> is my safe haven. Don't get hurt. Yeah, so I'm going to be moving yeah, my seasonings and stuff. I need to know where my stuff is at. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I should not have to walk in the kitchen to say where the seasonings are. Excuse me, something went down yeah. like hell. Who has lost their name? You won't eat. <laughs> you won't eat. <laughs> you won't eat on tonight. <laughs> For real. That's funny. All right, so that ends our news segment, but we do have new music. No hey. music. No music. I'm excited. I know, no. right? So this is um BJ McKenzie's Born to Win. Are you with it? Yeah. DJ. <laughs> Bad report. You were all alone 
weak. Keep asking God why me. He has a purpose and a plan for you. At your weakest moments, he'll come and rescue you. You were created to produce greatness. You will surpass it. You were born to win.
born to win. That's all right. I had a moment there for a second. I don't know about y'all. I had to make. I was making. I had to make the ugliest face. <laughs> oh, man, I'm talking about the sway from you know, the side to the, the side was getting good. Face. I mean, yeah, you got the we could have played that again. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you got, mm. Mm. Yes. That's what is good. Yeah, so that was Born to Win by B.J. McKenzie. Like I said, you can get uh, his entire project on um, iTunes. Um, again, uh, this single is called Born to Win by B.J. McKenzie, Chicago's own. So um, good job. Good job. Shot town yeah. stand up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shot town stand up. All right. So tonight's topic, we are talking about uh, does your relationship have vision and the importance of um, visions and re- having a vision in relationship. Uh, and when we say that, what we're referring to is um, how are you and your partner? Um, do you all know the direction that you're going in together, uh, and how are you going to get there? And then we want to get into um, some things about the possible things you and your partner can do um, to help get yourself back on the same uh, page if, excuse me, if um, you're not. So we'll kind of jump jump in it from there. Um, so I'm going to start with Keisha. So how do you know, excuse me, if your relationship, well, what's am I going to burp? If your relationship, or better yet, let me say, what is the importance? Why is it important that you have a vision in your relationship? Kind of give me your your thoughts on that. Vision is direction um, for me in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a vision for where you want to go or the point, I keep saying point, plan, and purpose of um, what you all are doing together, then it's not reaching its full potential, you know, so it's it's real important to me that you have some sort of vision, that you have some sort of idea of what us being together will do um, and will bring about. Like, But also with that, having a vision, you can build the structure, you know. If you know you want to build a house, then you're able to go in and draw the structure to build that house. But if you don't know where you're going and you're just simply complacent, then you really don't have anything to work on, nothing to build towards, nothing to grind for, you know what I'm saying? And uh, too often people become comfortable, and that's not that's just not a natural place to be, you know what I'm saying, where it's just super mundane, everything in and out. That's when people start to reach out and do things that are uncharacteristic because they – they don't see anything else. They they're not reaching for anything else. Um, so for me, it is literally a part of the foundation of a relationship is to have a vision for where you want to take it, where you want to go with it, and how to get there. You know, comes from the vision. So that's that's just the basics of the purpose of vision for me. Mm-hmm. Let me let me ask you this question. So, what is I mean, as a as a woman, um, what is the benefits um, of a vision and kind of where does it come from? How do you, how do you think that it's derived? That's you know, how do you derive or get to the point where you have one? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I get to the point of having a vision, honestly, because. My visions come from purpose. Like I know I have things that need to be done, and in a relationship, 
you will hope that you all support each other's purpose, which aids in that, you know, understanding of the vision that you will share. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know other ways to to pull a vision in except to set goals and have uh, ideas for what you want to be in life. And hopefully y'all have some similarity somewhere where y'all, you know what I'm saying, it will be best for y'all to work together to achieve those goals and to make that vision a reality. And then if you're with somebody that is a constant visionary, somebody who is constantly uh, thinking about what's next and what can come from what has been built, then that's even better because you never get to a point where you're just at a standstill because after that one house is built, now we are working on, you know what I'm saying, a duplex or whatever comes, you know, next, whatever that next step is. So I, I don't know, like, where it's rooted except in purpose for me, and that's just for me. So I don't know what it would be for anybody else. Um, I believe vision is extremely important. Um <clears throat> I think it's necessary because life throws you many, many curveballs. So without a vision, it's going to be easy for you to waver from that. Um, it's going to be easier easier for you to waver from picking yourself back up and allowing yourself to push forward if you are just surviving. Um, <clears throat> I was talking with my cousin about this, and we were talking about the fact that I think so many of us as far as our families are concerned where we just kind of live together. I think we don't, we miss the um, relationship part of our relationships because we spend so much time just trying to survive. You, it's, it, it, it's, it sounds good to tell people to plan and to have vision when things are all in line. But if you're simply trying to eat and make ends meet, your plan is to make your ends meet. You can't, you know, you're not thinking, you know, and as, and as crazy as that may sound when you're in a, in, a, in a good space, but you're not thinking about long term. You're not thinking about buying a house if you're barely paying your rent. You're not thinking about, you know, those long-term things. So we have to, in a way, I think, start it before we hit those spaces and be mature enough to realize that if you're not ready to prepare a vision with another person, to know that and not put that extra stress on either of you. Love each other enough to not put that stress on each other if that if you're not mature enough to make those moves together. But I think we need to start with the vision. And if you can't come together from the beginning and say, we need to come up with goals, we need to set goals, we need to see where we're going, then I don't think that that in itself is a, is, is setting you up for um, a rougher go at it than, than the average. So I think vision planning, goal setting, um, <clears throat> setting, setting yourself on a course for success, whatever that might look like for you and your mate, is, is, is extremely important. And you have to revisit it often. To make sure that you both still align with that. Mm-hmm. Somebody, uh, somebody just asked, and I think you kind of addressed it, but you didn't maybe uh, go a little, be more specific. Um, somebody just asked, at what stage in a relationship should a couple develop a vision? You said early on, but when you say mm-hmm. early on, what do you what do you mean by early on? Once you have decided that this is the person that you're going to um, be with long term. 
I know we always want to separate the dating, you know, the girlfriend from the boyfriend, or we're just dating. We don't do these things. Like, I get that to a certain extent. But I've always thought that dating was to lead to marriage long term. You don't date for just fun. I don't think of, I don't ever speak on dating and that idea of we just, the fun stuff. After a certain age, I just discount. That doesn't matter to me. So I think of dating as once you've determined that you and I are no longer dating other people, I'm looking at you for long-term qualities, for I want to build a life with you, that's the stage. I don't think that you need to wait until you're married. I don't think that you need to wait until, you know, you've gotten X amount of dollars in the bank. I think when you have made that decision that me and you are rocking together and this is our plan, if this happens, what are we going to do? I think that is the time. that you Because what's the point of getting to said goal point to say, okay, now we're going to figure it out if after if you're not doing anything in that in that meantime to make it. So you've got that foundation there. If you don't ever plan on being in the same space, I don't want to wait until I've saved $8,000 or $10,000 or whatever your golden number is and say, okay, now we can plan our life together. Well, now we got to figure out how we're going to split this money down the middle because you're going to the left and I'm going to the right. So this we wasted time, and now I have to determine what we're going to do with this money because we don't want to be together now. So I think at the beginning when you're first figuring it out, that yeah, this, is, this looks good. This is something that I want to do. This is you and I click this is something that I want to build on that's when you have those discussions so you can work it out and learn from the beginning how to conflict resolve you know resolve your conflicts how to work through those things before you have all of the water under the bridge all of the stuff that life brings that relationships just happen if you already have that foundation set where you know when things calm down and we can come back to the middle we can realign and get back to where we are going I think that gives you that that backbone that that <clears throat> Again, I'm just gonna call it foundation. We need that. You have to come back to your plan, your 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 book. <laughs> you know, you you gotta come back to your basics. So, what do you think? I agree. <laughs> no, I I really do. <laughs> when Q is um, and I'm paying very close attention because I'm like here now. You know what I mean? Like after you have really made the decision to stick with it. Because, you know, sometimes we try to build too early. Uh, yeah, then you end up wondering why your um, bank account has only one zero in it. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> because you <laughs> you build it too early with people who, are, who don't have the same idea or plan or vision or understanding as you, you know, and so you end up having to rebuild and rebuild and rebuild again. So I would say, like, in that dating phase, when you are collecting the data on that person and getting the understanding of how they are, how they handle business, um, what their real goals are in life, and if they're just verbal goals or action goals, you know what I mean, things that they actually taking steps towards versus things that they're just talking about um, and making those evaluations. When you're doing that, then you're able to, to begin to set the vision for that that relationship, you know. Um, but before then, it's too early because you'll end up uh, speaking your vision to someone who can eventually turn into the very person trying to break it down, you know, so... Yeah, I, you know, early, yes. Not too early, though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right, I agree. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. You had to, when you realize that, you know what, I, I would see myself 
making life decisions. I trust this person. I built up enough trust, and, and you know, we were, we rocked with each other enough to know that I could make life decisions with this person. So if we were to make these decisions, are we going to do this? This is how we're going to go plan it. You know, this, let's start talking about it. And it doesn't mean necessarily today we got to go out and find the house and go open the bank accounts and things like that. But, again, you have to make sure that you speak the same success language. Because you can still, you can both want to get to the same place, but if you don't have the conversation, if you can't have the conversation and realize what that sounds like to 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 your mate, and see if that aligns, even if it's not in the same verbiage, like if it does not align, that's going to be a rough road, even if you all are headed to the same space. Like that's going to be a rough place if you all can't find the way to communicate with each other to say where are we going. And feel confident enough in each other that the other person gets it so that we can execute it in each other's absence at some point, because that might even have to happen. I need to trust that even if I'm not here, I know that you're taking care of your part of this and vice versa. <clears throat> yeah. I actually agree. And I, completely, it? I agree that it has to be early. Uh, it has to be early. So let me say this. I think that what, what you guys, are, what you both ladies are, hint, are saying is that it can't be too early in the sense that I, when I say to me early is it needs to be, we need to have basic discussions when we first meet. So I need to know first, like, do I actually like you? And you know, like, mm-hmm. do I like you as a person yeah. develop a friendship? And then from that point, you know, then we can start getting into, you know, and as we figure out if I like each, if we like each other as a, as a, as people, um, as friends, then we need to start discussing, like you said, um, are we going to, are we walking in the same direction? Do you understand who I am um, and not just, you know, you like the fact that I'm cute or that, you know, I cry at the right time um, or something like that. <laughs> or something like that. Uh, do, you, do you know, do you really know, do you understand, do you have any type of vision for me without me having to tell you? I think that when you meet somebody that there is a level of, oh, okay, of, as you get to know them, oh, okay, I get an idea of kind of what they like and where they're kind of going. And then you have to figure out, like I said, we can start working on vision, structure, et cetera, we could, you know, at that point. Um, yeah, so I think, I think vision is important. I think that it's, very, it's something that you need to start early. Um, and to me, too early is like first date. Like we don't need to be. I think first no. day is not the time to be running down man. your resume. Man, on your first day, talking about something. What's your credit score? I oh. don't know what your credit score is. Can you like? That's just too way too early. Like slow down. Do I even but like you? But you also, all I'm gonna say is, I like is you as a person. Run, just run. <laughs> yeah, run from people yeah, who do like, that because relax, they are damaged relax. beyond their own understanding. Right there. They, they something is wrong when you the first thing you hi how you doing what's your credit credit score how's your how old is your mama do you treat her right how's your cousin where your baby wait a minute lady give them <laughs> sound like some credit questions those with those those secret questions why are you asking me all my information like, exactly you and it's, i mean <laughs> even if you're right asking for the right reason it still ain't right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm asking because sure. I can't afford for my credit score to be low or because my credit score is so low, I can't mess with nobody who's just as low. Either way, this ain't the conversation for that. You know what I'm saying? It's too early. 
Oh, but that ain't the topic. I'm gonna digress. Oh. Pineapple. Funny, I'm not being funny. I have really, really, I've seen that before. I've never experienced it, but I've literally seen people who will tell you that unless I know these X amount of things about you, I can't like. And they go into the first date with set questions, and some of them aren't bad. Like certain discussions to have are not bad, but I mean like. Do you love Jesus? How many hours a week do you study your Bible? Um, do you speak in tongues? Do you? I'm like, wow, that's that's kind of wow. deep for the first day. I just let's just can we just have enjoy you know enjoy dinner and just have a conversation for a second before you know we start getting into my my you know my family history and you know does diabetes run in your family? I was like, what really? Uh-huh. We already mm-hmm. making babies, right? Like we ain't even uh-huh. talking about what I want kids or nothing. Why aren't you worrying about my blood, <laughs> like? <laughs> like, why are you just slow down, man? Slow down. And I've seen some dudes do it too. So yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it too. So yeah. So anyway, I know. Don't we got another song? We got to jump into real quick. What's the next song? The next song, um, when oh. I want to, yeah. Fan the connect man. Crunk it up, baby. We don't went from we don't went from Jesus to something else, huh? Well, I want to. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this family. I'm gonna hurt. Go ahead. When I want to. <laughs> Don't win, I'm gonna bust at you. Sweetest pot, make crust at you. On sight when I see you, I'm a rush for. Don't be worried about. 
That was Fan the Connect Man with When I Want To. My bro right there, so, you know, I get extra crunk when we do fan. I appreciate that. Shout out to Fan the Connect Man. All right. Um, so we are going to get into our hot topic um, for this evening. We're going to um, <coughs> keep it. I think this was one that kind of goes into what we are talking about. We, I'm a, You know me, it's, off, it's one of those, uh, I'm going to try and spin it so we can segue as much as possible. But um, today we were into a conversation that sparked from an Instagram post from um, Jennifer Hudson. She posted over the weekend, over the Thanksgiving holiday, she was hanging out with her family, and she was in her onesie pajamas. And it seems like her son, We after we started talking about it, her son was playing with her hair and had her in little pigtails. And <laughs> she did not look like the J-Hood that we are used to seeing, but... Um, um, she was chilling with her family and enjoying, and basically enjoying herself. So the question was posed, is this acceptable to hang out and chill out with your family? Um, or is it acceptable to be this unkept, so to speak, when hanging out and around your man? Like if you're in a relationship, is this, is this acceptable? So this particular post had quite a few comments in the scoop group. Um, we talked about it uh, quite a bit in the, the the responses were kind of mixed, to be perfectly honest with you. Quite a few people were like, well, she's at home and she's chilling, and honestly, her son did her hair, and that was a family bonding time. She posted the pictures. Everybody was happy. looked like the hubby was happy. You know, everybody was good. But on the flip of that, and, and, there was, and what surprised me with this particular topic, but there were quite a few men who did not have a problem with it. They were like, she's at home, and... Even some of the brothers, which I thought was so, my heart was warmed when I saw this particular part of this, and there was quite a few men who said this, but they said that they themselves have had their sons or daughters or their kids when they were younger play around with their hair and make them look crazy. They've worn pigtails and all that kind of crazy stuff. So there, there, it was flipped into a into a bonding type experience. But on the flip of that, 
there were some people who thought that even at home, even when you are in your relaxation space, there is a certain level that you do not cross as far as getting comfortable. Even if you're playing with the baby after he's finished doing your hair, you go, you fix yourself back up so that, you know, you're still presentable and given the, the, the wifely image. So we got into the conversation of <clears throat> what's acceptable and what isn't. And I thought to myself, me personally, I'm a chill. I, I love my sweats and my T-shirt. I will wrap my hair. I'm a, I will wrap my hair. I do style all day, every day. That's just me and my chill space. But I will, you know, I do know not to. I, I, there's just a level that I do for me is cute that I just don't go past because that's just me. But I don't necessarily think that there's a certain level of fly that I have to be when I'm chilling at the house with my family. That's me. So, and that's just how we are set up at the Willis household. I, it was hard for me to see in a realistic scene a woman walking around 24-7, face made up, hair done, not necessarily heels and fly out like super fly, but like made up all the time. To me, that just did not seem realistic if she was going to also be effective as a wife and a mom. <laughs> I just don't see all of those things going together, but that's my personal opinion. Keisha, as a as a woman, and I'm going to get to the fellas here in a second, what, you know, as a, how do you feel about that? Well, I know I don't have the popular opinion on this. Well, baby, I do. I don't give two salamanders about what people do in their whole house when they're supposed to be chilling with their family. One. Two, I'm not going to walk around in my house in full makeup. I'm mm-hmm. not. I don't. I, but I don't do it anyway because I'm not. I feel like it's a, a masking of the natural beauty God gave me. Period. And so I don't do it unless it's an event and I need to take photos. So this is photo ready face versus every day got to put this mask on because there's something about doing that that messes with your spirit, man. Now, you don't have to like what I'm saying, and that's perfectly fine. This is for me. That I don't get down with. And I, I, I read a couple of these comments. Come on, that's just unacceptable. You supposed to keep yourself up. I be wondering, are you married or are you single with that thought? Mm. Because you can go to sleep with a full face of makeup if you want to, and how often you're going to be washing those wonderful sheets is real because <laughs> it just don't make part-time sense. If you are married to somebody, you should be able to be unveiled in front of that person. So what you trying to prove? They should love your natural beauty if this is the person that's your soulmate and not looking at you like you a trophy. But, you know, again, teach stay on. Everybody ain't supposed to be a soulmate. Some people are supposed to just be trophies, maybe. But I, that ain't that ain't my area of uh, expertise. <laughs> I'm all for, you know what I'm saying, keeping it 100. And when I'm at home, I'm at home. If I told you what I had on right now, you'd probably fall through. Baby, listen. <laughs> um, because that's that's my that's my place of peace. That's my place to completely unwind. And having uh, being acceptable to somebody outside of that is bananas. But the crazy part is this this unrealistic standard that we keep trying to hold people to just because they are entertainers. She wasn't being an entertainer at that moment. She was being a mama mm-hmm. and a wife. 
and some of y'all ain't got them credentials, so you really need to stop judging people with them. Seriously. That's irritating. So, yeah, you know, uh, lay off, chill out, find something else to talk about. Mm-hmm, yeah, and amen. I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, hey, what's going on?
if there are people who move and operate in a certain type of environment, certain types of circles, there's a certain standard that they've set for themselves. Whether we, as people who don't move in those circles, don't necessarily aspire to be in those always-ready type situations, regardless if we move in those ways or not, that is the way that they have set up their vision for themselves. So if that, and, and I think that that can only become a problem when one has a, a set path in one direction and the other says, I don't want to live this life. And then that can become a long-term issue that they, you know, they do that back and forth. Um, and that can be a frustration. But I think as far as just this topic is concerned and why it became kind of a back and forth situation is what if these people come from, what if the, you know, opposition comes from a place where growing up, you know, that was not acceptable. Women got dressed, you got fully dressed, you know, there was a certain way that you acted, there was a certain, you know, there was a way about how you went about yourself. And and that and that was just it. And there are certain men who believe that way also. And I think that when it comes down to setting a vision, those even those types of things can make or break the long-term, the long-term um, relationship. Because if you are wanting to always have a certain idea of what we look like, and you just want to chill, that's going to be an issue. <laughs> that that those types of things can 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 circle back to be an issue. So that was just me trying to uh, to slide on into our our, our next subject. <laughs> Since we uh, pretty much wrapped that one on up, and you kind of look at a different perspective on that. Right? I think you. Um, this is this is all you, honey. When we're talking about. Um, how how do we develop our vision? Right? Oh, shit, Rashad. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How how okay. should we go about developing? Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. How should we go about developing? Yeah, the, a vision as a family. What are, like, the tools and resources that we should try and and use when we are working through our relationships. I'm about to say, that's something I'm trying to figure out myself, because uh, I'd be one of those kids that didn't grow up in a situation where you get to see that type of environment. Um, so I kind of say, if anything, learn from your mistakes and don't make them no more. Like, especially when you see that it genuinely hurts somebody, write that down, take a picture, keep it in your heart. Don't do it to the next person. Because honestly, you know, we become repeat offenders of stuff that we get comfortable in, and being comfortable in your own mess is never going to help somebody else. Not stress. So get uncomfortable in your mess and start doing something to that. Because a lot of things that, you know, we do wrong, we can fix. But, you know, as far as, like, what we can do in the family, like, I genuinely don't know. I'm a student of all this, like, honestly. I don't have a teaching point on that one. I'm learning. When, what do you think? What are what are some good resources and tools that we can use to help build and build in the family? I, I am, I mean, depending on the area. So, of course, I always, you know, like to put the financial spin on it. I'm definitely for um, a financial advisor. Um, I think the couples from, again, before, even before marriage, I mean, if you know you're serious before, serious, excuse me, before you get married, I think you need to sit down with the financial advisor um, and have a full um, discussion.
discussion about um, where you are financially, where your credit is, where, you know, um, again, the full thing, where you want to live, what type of lifestyle you want to have, um, and let that financial advisor help you, um, again, develop that, that vision. Because once you talk about it and you're able and you're both able to say, you know, financially this is where I want to be in five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, then that advisor has the tools and the resources to say, okay, these these are the potential numbers based upon historical data and what you both are saying um, that you need to, you know, come together. So, you know, you need to make, based on what you make now, you know, what you're projected to make, et cetera, these are some of the decisions that you need to think about. When it comes to um, uh, just normal skills, I think counseling, that, you're, that there are some really good counselors out there um, who can guide you through um, the, the things like how do we communicate during arguments. Like there is a way to argue, and most of us have no clue how to do it. And so, so, we, make, mm-hmm. um, so we make detrimental comments to one another that are very difficult to recover when if we just knew, you know, if we knew our limits and boundaries or our partner's limits and boundaries, then we would argue, we would argue right. Um, so I think mm-hmm. counseling is a huge thing. I think there are some books out there that are really good. I'm sorry, what did you say? No, I was going to say when you had the mention of question of counseling before you move from that. Now, do you think uh-huh. counseling is most necessary only after there's been an issue, or do you think we should no. start looking into no. counseling overall no. just as upkeep and maintenance? No. Yeah, I think that's important. I think that counseling. I, your thoughts I on think that. counseling should happen. Counseling should happen up front, um, and then I think that there should be like if there should be a there should be maintenance. It's like a car. Like you have to take your car in to get it oil, the oil changed every, you know, three, five, seven thousand, depending on what kind of car you have. I think that at least once or twice a year, every couple should go to a counselor and just talk. Um, and and I also have this thing I, I, because of of my corporate America experience. We have we do coaching sessions. Um, so I think that your relationship between the two of you should have a coaching session. So you should at least once a year sit down and ask yourselves questions like, what do you think I asked your partner? What do you think I did well this year or this last month or these last six months? What do you think I should do better? What do you, what's the one thing, you know, what's the one thing that you think I should, I can do differently in the next six months that will make our relationship better? And then talk about some specific action items that you can do to, you know, okay, well, you say you want me, you want that you think that our relationship will be better if I helped around the house. Does helping around the house to you mean, because I think I already help out around the house. So does that mean you want me to wash the dishes a couple of times a week? Does that mean that you want me mm-hmm. to vacuum the floor? Does that mean, you know, you get, it gets... It allows you to drill down. That way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it allows, well, it'll, it's not so much just the drilling down, it's clarity. Because if I say, just like I said, if I say, well, you know what, even in business, if I say, Takesha, I think um, that, that – well, now I'm going to use Takesha. <laughs> if I say, Shaquille, mm-hmm. I think that our relationship would better be better if you talk more. Mm-hmm. Talk more? What you mean? I think I talk enough. Well, what's more? You know what I mean? Like, what's talk more? Well, are you – I mean, we talk every day. No, we don't. You talk at me every day. You don't talk to me every day. Okay, but we talk. You know what I mean? So now it's like – let's. 
So what does that mean? Well, that means I need you every day when I come home from work to give me 20 minutes to just say, you know, to tell you how my day was because that would help me de-stress, that would help me be able to do whatever else I need to do for our family for the rest of the night. I just need you for 20 minutes a day. And so now he can say, okay, cool, I could do 20 minutes. Or I can't do 20 minutes. Can can we do 15 minutes before you go to bed? Or can we do 20 minutes this time? So you, you give specific things because, remember, men are logical, and so you give us concrete steps, we're good, most of us. If you give us abstract thoughts, we're going to make it up, and then we're usually going to make it up wrong. And so you give that to us, and it makes it a lot easier for us. So I think you have to do that too. And then, like I said, there's some really good, really good books out there that I think that people need to read. Um, we always talk about the five love languages, really good book, but I think we got to go beyond it. It's a book called um, Love and Respect that I think that every couple needs to read together. There's a book for men called Wild at Heart. Ladies, read this book. It basically, the gist of the book is telling you that the man that is in your life is, 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 will die if you try to cage him. He was born to be wild. Let him be wild and help him. And it will give you some, some stuff there. It's a book called Wild at Heart that you've got to read. Men function better when you let us be men. Don't try to make, don't try to make me a cage. Okay, you know, don't make me a zoo animal. That's not, uh, that's not hmm. my, natural, my natural habitat, okay? Um, there's a book right. called, what, um, called what, women, what Women Need. Fellas, read the book. Really good book. It'll help you understand some things about her that you won't ever get. That's very difficult to articulate. <laughs> very good resources. Another really good resources. Listen to since this is the YouTube area, Dr. Miles Monroe gives some very good insight as to um, submission discussions of submission. Ladies, y'all want to hear that um, discussions about the role of the husband, the role of the wife. You know, my money. I mean, like. All of that. Miles Monroe is, is a huge, huge, uh, is a really good influence too. So, um, those are some good, some good, really good tools that y'all should check out. Now, I have a question. You just gave us all of these gems, and I noticed mm-hmm. that you mentioned that some of them we should read together. Um, how, as just being honest, as black women, do we motivate and get our men on board? to read books with us under the pretense of relationships because it's already one of those glaze over, you know, eyes glaze over topics just on a one-on-one type thing if we just want to talk about it. But if to then say we're going to get these this workbook or get this book and we're going to sit in the evening before we go to, you know, after dinner and read a, a chapter together or however you figure it out, what would you say is not a – what will come across as I've been watching, I've been binge watching Oprah, Dr. Phil, E. Yonla, Fix My Life episodes, and now I've got our, our whole relationship worked out, and baby, this is what we're going to do. Because I feel like that's sometimes what you all hear, and I've experienced this. You guys know, I'll tell you, I won't speak on something that, you know, in, in depth if I have not experienced it. So just to a certain extent, 
I went through this with my husband with the five love languages. When I read it, I was so excited. When I heard about it, I was so excited and was here for it. I was like, hey, I think this book is cool. He speaks in a good language, you know, blah, blah, blah. We read, we read it. He went, he went through it. But, dude, the look on my husband's face was like, really? Okay, for you. I got you. But I know he felt very set up. And in, in the end, I don't think that we, in, in turn, got the full extent of that. And we've had conversations about it, and he agrees, because it did feel like, okay, here, we're going to do something else. So how would, how would a woman who genuinely wants to maintain, may, you know, do upkeep, you know, make sure that everything's on the up and up and may feel that she needs some help? and better understanding who her mate is. How would you tell us, as from a man's point of view, what would make you feel comfortable saying, all right, I'm going to do this with my wife, I'm going to do this with my girl, or we're going, we're going to do this, and I'm going to engage in this to where I'm going to, we are going to gain benefit from this. Because I know that there's quite a few of us who probably feel like, yeah, all right, I'm going to take this over to Sunday. He's going to laugh at me. That book will be under the table somewhere, and he will go back to playing mm-hmm. the game. You know what I mean? Like, what, how, how would you say, how are we going to be effective in that? <clears throat> okay, so let me be honest with you. That's gonna be, it's probably going to be very difficult. The truth is, it's very difficult. Men typically think that everything is okay, and because we think everything is okay or it's not that big of a deal, until there is a um, until something is broken that we don't feel like we can fix, typically we won't we won't do that kind of stuff. I think that a lot of the resources that I just said that I just gave you. Are actually resources that, if you could get them to hear them, they would be okay. Because I think one of the issues is is that as a man, I think that when I go to counseling, when I read these books, all they're going to do is tell me I'm wrong, do what your woman say, and shut up. And they're not going to hear me. But when you go to to your your spouse and say, Hey, I'm reading this book that tells me that I need, that there's some adjustments I can make to help you. And you say, it says, and read them a paragraph. Hey, it says this right here. Do I do that good? Uh-huh. You know, you kind of have to bait us in the stuff like that. Um, and then, like I said, when it comes to going to counseling or something like that, again, you just have to pitch it on, pitch it as, again, this isn't, there's nothing wrong, but you know what, hey, every so often I just need to get, we just need to talk to somebody just to make sure we're okay. Like, don't do it. Like, it, it don't make it like if you don't do this, you don't love me. No, but like, hey, listen, you know what? We've been we spend a lot of time, you know, running back and forth with the kids. We spend a lot of time, you know, doing everything else. Let's just spend this hour, this one hour, once a year, just making sure, you know, we okay. Make sure we're not missing something because we got a big year going, you know, going into it. Pitch it. I, I seriously pitch it. If you pitch it to me like it's a business idea, I'm okay. Like. Huh. Hey, we're That's because you are being the person. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, saying, I'm saying know your person. What I'm saying is yeah. know your person. I'm saying if you pitch it okay. like, hey, listen, this is, we're going into 2017. I just want to make sure that, you know, that we're both as, you know, as a, as a, as a team, we good. And then we still on the same page and we know we're going. Like, pitch it like that. Just don't pitch it as, like, the sky is falling and you don't love uh. me. And if you don't do this, we can't, you know, just don't do that kind of stuff. Like, it's not easy. I mean, it really it depends on the guy. I, I would love to tell you that there's an easy way to get us to do it, but it's not. It's not. We hate it. We hate the idea of talking. We hate the idea of bringing somebody else into our our house. We 
definitely hate the idea that you value this person's opinion over ours. Like all of that comes into play, you know. So even if it's, hey, sometimes I don't think I'm hearing what you're saying properly. Can we bring it? Can you know we go talk to whomever, and you know so he can help help us out real quick. You know, again, you just gotta figure out what works for for that dude, and and work it from there. Again, I'll be straight up. You're talking to a guy who would refused the, this whole coaching thing. That I did that, but but I didn't go to counseling in my marriage until we were in the divorce process. And then I'm like, I'm gonna go. Then I got you know I got tricked into going. Let me just be. I got tricked into going at that point. So I didn't see value in it myself until then, um, just because I thought everything was fine. And I'm smart anyway. So <laughs> people come and people come to me for marital counseling. What you talking about? Well, I'm gonna go talk to somebody yeah. else. So yeah, so it's I, I I don't have a I don't have that answer. I'm gonna be honest. I don't. You kind of have to figure it out. No, so you would. Sorry. Yeah, but that makes sense though because then the. It does make sense because we we can often come and thinking because we move in urgency, hoping you know, and 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 in a way and fix it. When it comes to the emotion things, we feel that that's our area to fix. So when we come, it feels emergent. It feels like an emergency. It feels very important, and we might have more urgency in the delivery than necessary that adds more anxiety than should be, you know, than, than that should be there. So then that definitely defeats our purpose at that point. And so that, that actually probably did help more than you think it did, because we can come thinking if I make him feel that this is as important as it is to me, then he will, he will come on board with it as well. But that is our urgency in itself can be a deterrent <laughs> to get, to get you know, the, the, the response that we want because it doesn't feel easy. It doesn't feel like this is something we're going to be able to go through and learn from and we won't. This isn't going to break us because I think sometimes men feel if we get into a room and get all of our stuff out here, then we really won't be able to make it through this. Like, because what if we can't deal with X, Y, Z thing? or would it, You know what I mean? And I think that because they do want the relationship more than what, they may have let on that, then it, it then brings a whole other fear around that. Like, I don't want that to be, I, I don't know. I think that that, I think you did. You, you answered that better than you thought you did, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that vulnerability piece with a man mm-hmm. ain't no joke. Because they don't ever want to feel vulnerable. And that's what, take it back to that alpha beta thing. It's like, dude, Putting on that facade don't make a woman feel more comfortable. She waiting on the bomb, the the, the bomb to blow, and and that that's not a comfortable feeling. Women be walking around on eggshells, like, look, I don't know what bag he gonna jump out of, but I gotta mm-hmm. be prepared because he ain't dealt with his feelings at all. Right. Because we know they're there, we know they exist, and if we haven't seen them, we're thinking, well, where are they? Like, where are your feelings? <laughs> we right, that's why I think we, we go dig. Yeah, then we start digging. Like, hold on now. What is wrong? We look, we look for an issue if we don't. And that, that could be a, a gift and a curse because we know that it's necessary to feel. And if, we aren't, if you aren't feeling with me, then what's happening? That's, that's something, you know, that's a part of our, us loving you. So, but then again, are we putting you in a space that makes you feel comfortable being that vulnerable? 
that that that's the the flip of that. I think. <laughs> Brother Petty, you have no petty words. Right, right, you got real quiet. What's your thoughts, man? Uh, He's feeling quiet, vulnerable. I'm not much of a reader either. So, I mean, it don't matter how much you try and talk me into it. I'm not going to sit there and read no book. Sorry. Go get the movie. I'm not going to read it. It's just not my thing. I'm not going to do it. So are you so everybody got quiet on that. The person, so you're saying say if your it. person, <laughs> if the person you're with asks you to read read a book with her, you wouldn't read it with them. No, I wouldn't. Hmm. Okay. Not diligently, anyway. I mean, I'd do it and look like I'm sitting there, but at the same time, if we had a pop quiz about what was going on, I wouldn't remember, and I'd be dozing off, and all the above. All right. Well, so what would you do? Uh, as far as what? Like that? That I would. If, you, if you're not willing to read a book, what would, if, if you're not willing to read a book, what? And, and someone says that they want, what? What would you be willing to do? You don't want to read books. What do you want to do? Would you go to counseling? Yeah, I do that. I do that. I don't really see anything wrong with counseling, but I mean that took growing up. It wasn't like you know that's a I've always been that way type thing. It's kind of like a I'm getting to where I see now that probably need counseling, you know. But never even really thought about it just because you know it's just not the thing to do. At least not in our culture. That's not the way we talk about. That's not how we you know talk about solving stuff. So. It never really comes up in your circle of to do. So, fair. So, would you would you be willing to go? I mean, like like we were talking about on a regular basis, or is this just something like I said? Would, would you wait till like you felt like you had to go or? Uh, I would go on my own auction. I would go on, um, she thinks that this is something we need. I would go on something I think that, I think this is something we need, you know, if it came up. It's just, uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's more needed than, uh, than, than, than not. Like counseling is something I think we've been double dutching past for a long time. You mean by double dutching path? Huh? When you say we've been double dutching, what do you mean by that? Like, you know, kind of like, you know how you stand at the double dutch line, you like about to jump in the rope? That's how we are with, you know, going to seek help. We don't really want to do it. Like, we want to jump in the rope, but we don't really want to jump in the rope. And you just sit there doing that little double gotcha. dance like you're going to jump in and don't nothing happen. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Any other resources, anything like that y'all can think of? 
I think hanging out with other married people is important or other people in relationships. I think that's a good good resource also. And I don't I was listening to um I was listening to T D Jakes, I think it was, a few weeks back and I think it was one of the ones that you had shared with me about um moving to your next level, something to that effect. And it is said how when a woman is not happy with her spouse, with her husband, she will be on the hunt for other women who are also not happy with their husbands. And then they'll go, hey, girl, let's go to lunch and let's talk about how unhappy we are with our husbands. Like having a strong support system around you is important for men and for women. And I think especially for men. Women, we're going to always have a circle. And one way or the other, if it's two, if it's three, if it's five, if it's 50, we will always have somebody to pick up the phone and say, hey, girl. But I don't think men have um, – no, I'm not gonna say that. That's not true because I've seen it. I've seen it in action. I just think you all don't don't publicize it enough, and I think that that puts um, again. It can sometimes put your women on um, on alert because they don't feel that you have someone in your corner to work through their stuff with, and we know that you need it because we need it. And it's not necessarily an opportunity for you to bash or for you to let loose on all the things that you don't like, but there are things that you don't get just like we don't get, and we want to, we want that for you. So I think even as couples, I think it's important that you do it together where you all go out and experience different things together, not just dinner and sitting around talking and doing those types of things, but actually go out and experience things with other couples to see how other couples interact, to see how, how, think, how other couples work through things, how they love on each other, because you can see how um, that there are different ways to do it, that there are better ways to do it, that there are that sometimes the ways that you're doing it aren't so bad. Sometimes you can see, sometimes, and this, this may sound real crazy, but sometimes seeing that you're crazy is not as crazy as you thought <laughs> because you've been experienced a little bit crazier than what you have can be a help <laughs> and can sometimes alleviate some of your drama in your household because if you don't get out of your house, your house can smother you. If all you see is the drama that you have, if all you see is the nitpicking and silly stuff that you all have within your home, then you won't ever see that there is some relief that is not that bad. So I think it's important that you get out and you see that there are other couples that are going through the same thing, that need the same thing, and then you all can learn to lean on each other. I think that's extremely important. And we have to get back to that. Um for real, I think we have to get back to that, that that whole village. It takes more than just a village to raise kids. You gotta that's how we raise our families. My little last kid down there. Now that was a good one. That was a real good one. <laughs> yeah. Did you get that yeah. W V it's yes, okay. <laughs> that was real good. Yes. Ouch. Our community okay, is would you, important. Would you, would you, would you, so. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What I was. No, I was say, would you, so would you go? I mean, I know you're, you know, Miss Count, you're Miss, you're Miss Counselor. So would you go? I do go. Okay. I go by myself already. I'm. Oh no! I'm, you know, I'm a <laughs> baby. You can't out the crazy. It's just going on in my head. <laughs> but no, I, I go um, now probably once every two weeks just to. Completely vent. You know how you have little things that you know, nitpicking with either your, that person, that situation, that circumstance, it's not going to help, right? But it's still nagging you. 
and you kind of just need to get it out, sometimes I write it down. Sometimes I just go and, and talk it out. But talking it out to the wrong people produces bad fruit. So I have to talk it out with somebody who's paid to just listen. <laughs> just, just listen and redirect me. Find a positive in what I'm saying that maybe I can't see and redirect me. You know what I'm saying? So I needed that outlet a little bit. Um, and so I go. Uh, yeah, like I said, twice a month. Because it's, it's helpful to just get it out without the backlash. Sometimes it's just the simplest things in the world that you just want to dump somebody upside the head for. And it's not even worth it. It's not even worth it Or you want to nag about this one thing That is just really getting on your nerves And it's like but it only takes you two seconds to fix it So just fix it Because I'm sure it's something that you do That they just go behind you and fix too So just if that's what you want to do If that's what you want to say If this relationship means that much to you Stick with it You know stick and move Stick and move So I think that that's Important to know when to go, you know what I'm saying? It's not like uh, um, coercion needed to take place for that. I just knew talking to the homegirls wasn't helping all the time because we're so supportive that sometimes we become a crutch. Um, and then talking to people who have, don't know nothing about the situation don't help because you know, they they tend to infer what they go through into your situation, and you're like, no, that ain't what I was saying. And so, <laughs> you know, hmm. I had to find a a source that was just open, and it was like I could get this to you, and you can see it clear as day because it's not your mess. It's not like your mess. You know what I'm saying? And you can help me, like, filter through it all. So, yeah. I have no problems with it. But as far as us going as a couple, <clears throat> they don't have to be totally separate from my own individual work um, with a totally separate person still. Cause, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a whole nother. Some other else. Okay. All right, so we got a – so this is – we've got, like, a couple more shows um, in the year. So as we kind of wind down, um, I want to do something a little bit different. I want us to kind of talk a little bit about, since we got about 10 minutes left, nine minutes now, kind of some of the things that you're doing to prepare for um, in business. I know we've got four business owners here, some things that you guys are working on uh, for next year, and maybe some, yeah, to kind of help some of our other business owners. So. Um, Q, start with you. Right? Is there anything? What things are you kind of kind of doing for elegance by design um, for twenty seventeen? Um, we are expanding our retail presence. This year, we were able to get into um, two salons, uh, Kings and Queens, here in Oklahoma City, as well as Catch the Buzz OKC. So, I'm going to um, work on expanding that reach. Uh, we're going to work. Um, I'm working with a barber to work on a men's line um, for him, and I am going to, as far as the background business portions of it, um, because I am planning to grow in the way that I am. I have got to get 
um, background financials together, like the spreadsheets, the tracking, things of that nature have got to be, like, super tight on point. I've, uh, you guys know that I rock with my team, Michelle and Kelly, and Kelly is my numbers <laughs> whiz. So um, she and I will be taking some, right, right. So she and I will be taking some courses um, so that, one, I can have some, because I believe that it's very important that, you know, I know what's going on. Even if it's not my strong suit, I need to have some understanding. So we will be taking a lot of these classes together so that I can know what she's doing and, you know, can speak to some of the things that, that are happening. But we've got – that's my main background portion of what I'm doing. I've got to set that in motion so as we grow, it's an easy, smooth transition. I don't want to have to backtrack after we've grown past the point of catching my books up, if that makes sense. <clears throat> so, yeah, grow, baby, grow. That's the plan. Trying. <laughs> no. No, so yeah. what made you what made you make um make those as your next next things you need to do? Um, I actually feel like it's just a natural transition. The it 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 feels natural. I've always learned I've learned the hard way to let your business show you what's needed and I've I've learned a lot this past year as far as what works for us as a company, where I wanna go as a brand who I'm really here for, like what my target really is. I've learned so much about targeting um, this year. So going forward, I've realized where I want to target my efforts, and it's just become natural to know that as we grow, this is where I need to focus, and it's made things a lot easier. I feel more confident going into this next year than I have in any previous year, which I'm I'm taking as a win already. Okay. Keisha, where we where we where where is Kinky and Classy going? Huh? Kinky and Classy. No, see actually that that baby has some uh maturing to do still. Um the 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 uh, the wholesale companies that I've been working with, um, combining them, making sure that no matter what the product is, I have it available between them. Um, streamlining my process, getting a, a web developer on board with me so that we can fix this website that I built on my own a little bit better um, so that it has a, a better presence, uh, more catching look, I guess. Um, but more than anything, I'm looking more to start the at-home party lines and to actually work more with independent contractors because I'm ready for it to get out of my hands and just become residual income. So that's kind of where I'm going with that one because the majority of my time for next year will be spent with the other business. So, yeah. So why... Is there? Are you doing that for a specific reason? Why you're trying to spend more time um, with your other business? The way um, <laughs> healing hands of light and love. That um, project is just getting off the ground. So, like to me, businesses are like kids. You know, the first year. You really have to be hands-on. you got to be ready to wake up at 2, 4, 6, 8, and 10 in the morning to tend to the needs of that project. So that's where I'm at with that one because I know that what I'm about to do is build it from the bottom up, you know what I'm saying, along with 
still nurturing young kings and queens and uh, kinky in classes in this third year. So it's not like um, it's it's a baby anymore. Right now it needs to start learning how to walk on its own and going to the potty by itself, you know what I'm saying, all these wonderful things need to be taking place with this business. So it has to start to make more sense or become a, uh, a more like a hobby um, because I – Again, with the amount of income, the how can I put this? The amount of income that it brings dictates the amount of my attention I have to give to it in the coming year. So, yeah. Cool. Because what you got coming up, man? Uh, I'm proud to say I have finally solidified a name for stuff that I want to do, and then I'm also moving towards, you know trying to uh trademark some stuff man i've um i've been told you know a couple things weird enough that you know people trademark sayings and things of that nature and i had a couple catchphrases and i don't know if uh the 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 meme game and stuff like that you know my sister and i we kind of do a, a few little goofball things that you know end up getting passed around the web a bit so need to start collecting coins for stuff that we're doing that we just find funny and you know, petty, but they can make a dollar. So about to turn petty to a dollar. That's what I'm looking at doing in the upcoming year. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right. I am, I'm excited. It sounds like you all are moving. Is any different new tools or thing that you guys are going to be trying out this year? Cause I know, I know, um, I know you t- Q, you took a couple classes this year, right? I know we took. I did. I did some. Lord, we were like the training people this year. Oh my oh, goodness! God. Oh <laughs> right, God. We were like I didn't. Web training people. Mm, all year. My YouTube watch this later link list is long. It's on fleek, y'all. <laughs> Those playlists are everything, but but. I think more or less I'm looking forward to learning more about the financial tools that are available. Um, the trainings that I took this past year were more for, I think I gained more targeting information than I did tools um, like a site or a link or something that I've, impl- that I've, you know, implicated into my business. I haven't really gained any tools, so to speak, as far as that's concerned just yet. MailChimp, I think, I've used more this year than I have in the past. And that one is, is clutch, and it will be, you know, used much more next year because I did not work my mailing list nearly as much as I should have on this past year. Um, but I look forward to, like, a QuickBooks or something to that effect. I know that there's a lot of value in being able to finesse those systems and, and make them work for you. So that's, that's probably the tool or a tool like it that I'm the most um, excited to learn going forward. Cool. All right, 90 seconds. Real quick, I just want to say thank you uh, to everybody who listened tonight. Really good conversation, really good show tonight, um, as always. So I hope you guys had a good holiday. I mean, I didn't ask you guys that. So hope you had a good Thanksgiving with your families. Um, and, yeah, we got a couple more weeks in this in this year. Um, but we've also, um, yeah, so have a good rest of your week. Don't forget tomorrow, the word on Wednesday with Pastor Burns, um, Thursday, Queen Conversations with Leah, Wendy, Ebony, and uh, Lakisa. They're going to have some great conversation there as well. 
And um, yeah, I appreciate you, Cuzzo, Keisha, Q. Appreciate you guys. Um, so and then like I said, everybody on Facebook Live. Appreciate y'all for joining too. All right, y'all have a good rest of your night, and we will be back next week.